Ah, well, good morning, everybody. Okay, well, I'm not going to make you do it again because, well, that's usually my shtick, but no, it's my shtick. Come on, we can do it again. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right, well, I'll let Abdu have this one. He can win. All right, uh, Abdu, you got the louder one. It is honestly so good to be back with my home church. It really, really is. Just to, to see everybody again and, and to be back with so many familiar faces. Uh, if I have never had the opportunity to meet you, my name is Jason and I am a pastor's apprentice here at Crosswinds. And I have been out and about lately uh, at other churches, filling their pulpits and helping them to grow in their faith. And it has been quite a rewarding experience that has in many ways helped me grow in my faith as well. Uh, now, the verses that we're going to be going over today kind of go over how we are called. And I kind of just want to read from... Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12 right now. It states, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Now, just like these verses, um, you know, they are going to help us to grow in our faith instead of being distracted and lost. Because you see, there are so many times in this world where we can become distracted, especially by phone calls, right? I mean, how many times a day do we get a phone call from a number that we don't know asking us about our car's extended warranty? <laughs> or recently about some representative and what they're about or what they're opposition about? Honestly, I know I really could care less. It's all too much. And sometimes we're so used to swiping to reject all of those calls that in our own lives, we can get so used to just swiping to reject a call when Jesus comes calling too. Now, if you're a guest here with us today, you may be wondering why you came today and if Jesus is actually calling you. And if you're not a guest, then you're going to be a little surprised by what's coming next. You see, I'm starting today with the ending. It's like picking up a mystery novel, flipping to the back to figuring out who done it, and then reading the book so you can figure out if you can pick up on the clues and weed out all of the red herrings. And yes, there are people that actually read mystery novels like that. So today, I want to invite each and every one of you to accept the call uh, that Jesus has for you to accept him into your lives. Because that is where true life starts. You see, the question that each and every one of us is going to have to answer by the end of today is this. Who 
are you answering a call from today? We could finally choose to answer the call from Jesus to turn to him and accept him into our lives. But if we don't, we can't just say we didn't accept a call and move on. We have to answer who or what we did accept a call from because whoever we did or whatever we accepted a call from is capturing or stealing our hearts. There's a big difference in answering a call from Jesus and answering a call from something else. And yes, I do not use the term capturing our hearts lightly. It is true, though. Whatever or whoever it is that we choose to let into our hearts will ensnare it. I know this because I've been on that side of everything. It was a little over three years ago that I allowed myself to answer the call from Jesus to let him into my heart. And it was the most freeing thing that I ever did. Because instead of capturing my heart, he set it free. Everything I had done up to that point had been capturing and stealing my heart for its own purpose, and it wasn't content to let me go. In fact, every time I chose something else instead of Jesus, I was essentially making a chain link by link around my heart and my body. And just like a prisoner in, those, in a cell, those chains were sentencing me to death. And not just the death of my physical body. It was the death of my entire being. And one day, those chains got so heavy that I was in a depression I couldn't even recognize. I didn't recognize it because I had chosen to make those chains. I had willfully chosen my death sentence instead of life and freedom. The thing was that even in my depression, a voice was reaching out to me saying, let me take those chains from you. I will take your punishment if you will let me take your place. Now I thought of myself as a good person. So I said, no, I wasn't going to let anyone take my place. But I was a good person in my own understanding. I couldn't even see how much harm I was doing. And even when I did see it, I was justifying that I was doing more good than I was bad. So the scales were in my favor. But this voice kept calling out, your freedom is more important to me than anything else because I love you. And eventually, I realized how I needed those chains to be taken from me. And so I let myself answer that call and I said, yes, I want to live. Take these chains from me. I don't want to die. And then I heard a click. And those chains unraveled from me faster than I had ever made them. And as I saw those chains touch the person who was taking them from me, they completely and utterly vanished as if I had never made them in the first place. He made me free just as he can do for you. 
That was what happened when I answered the call to let Jesus into my heart. It didn't matter what I had done, because you see, Timothy 1.15 states something amazing. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. Let me tell you, I empathize with Paul. There are days where I feel like I am the foremost of sinners. And the sinner just means that I am somebody who missed the mark for what God has had planned for my life. And when I look back at who I was before I allowed Jesus into my life, I really was the foremost of sinners. Jesus put me back on the mark, though. And Jesus can do the same for you. If you think about your life, I know that you can see where there were times in your life Jesus was calling out to you. You see, if we go back to that verse in Ephesians, the first thing that was mentioned was that God gave us apostles. And apostles are somebody who is sent out. Now, of course, you can look to people like Andre and Rena, people who are sent out all the way to Africa on God's mission. But honestly, that is one amazing thing, absolutely. But there are times in our life where God sends us out to people just in our own neighborhoods. And there are times in your life that God has been reaching out to you through your friends, through your family, through your neighbors to put you back on the mark for God's purpose in your life. And he has been doing it time and time again. He is sending people out into this world over and over for you, not for anybody else. I mean, for everybody else, of course, but also for you specifically. He wants each and every person to know him, to love him. When he sends somebody out, he sends them out for a purpose, and he sends them out for that person because he knows our hearts and he knows who we are. He made us in his image. He made us with his own hands. That is the type of God that he is, that he would send those people into our lives. And if we have already accepted Christ into our lives, we can accept the call from him to go out and be the apostle for our friends, for our family members, for our neighbors. Or maybe if you are feeling that call, you can be that apostle for somebody in Africa, somebody in Haiti, somebody out there. But you have to listen to God. You have to be listening, and just be open. God will let you know who he is sending you out for. 
find somebody who is that apostle and they will help to equip you for that ministry. And then he sends us prophets. So many times there are people who think that the ministry of prophecy is dead. But that's because we think that prophecy is foretelling of the future. But prophecy is so much more. It's those who have the past and present revealed to them. How many times in our lives have we heard while we're speaking to somebody, them say, hey, I just felt like I had to tell you X, Y, Z. Maybe it's a simple, I love you. Maybe it's a simple, God told me to tell you this. Or maybe you're telling them a story about what's happening in your life, all the things that you have said, all the things that you have heard from people, and maybe they're just like, hey, maybe this is what God is trying to tell you to do. These are the things that God has equipped us when it comes to prophecy. The revelation of what is going on now and before. These are our prophets. And God has been sending them to us over and over to just let us know who Jesus is in our lives. To say, hey, I am a living God. I sent my son down to this earth. And when he died on that cross, he didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead and he ascended. He's still alive to this day. And he is still speaking to us to this day through people. And then the most beautiful thing that he could ever give us is he gave us evangelists, those who go out and preach the gospel. And that can be anybody. It really can. It doesn't just have to be the people here on stage. It can be anybody. And right now, I want to take that moment, that time, to be that evangelist for you right now. Because God has given us an amazing thing with the gospel. If you have never heard it before, if you have never had the opportunity to truly understand what the gospel is, this is what it is. The fact that God has had an amazing purpose for each and every single person here. This is why he has sent so many people out into this world. And he wants you to be part of that kingdom, of that purpose. But what we do is we become selfish and we try to do things on our own. I know I was the most selfish person I had ever been before I ever met Christ. I thought of only myself. I thought of only my own pleasure. And you know where it led me? It led me down a path of brokenness. And that is where 
all of our selfishness leads. I thought if I had a woman by my side, that I'd be happy. I thought if that woman didn't make me happy, if I had another woman, that would make me happy. I thought food would make me happy. I thought that gaming would make me happy. I thought all of these things would make me happy, and I tried and tried and tried to fix it on my own, and it didn't work. All of these things, they led me straight back down to brokenness because that's the only place that all of these things will ever lead us to is more and more brokenness. This is why I became so depressed. This is why we can become so sad and so depressed in this world is because all of our selfishness leads straight into depression. When we miss the mark for God's purpose in our life, it does not lead to happiness. It leads to more and more brokenness. And it is an awful feeling. There are times where it feels like a a shot of adrenaline and you feel great, but those adrenaline shots come with a hard crash. They really do, and they lead you worse than you were before. But God did something amazing. When he sent Jesus down to this earth, he lived a perfect life. Not so that he could judge us with it. No, because that is what Jesus said. He came not to judge this world world, but to save it. He came to live a perfect life so that eventually when he allowed himself to be captured by Roman soldiers, he would be blameless before everybody that he was put on trial before. Pontius Pilate found him innocent Herod, a man who was looking for every reason to execute Jesus, found him blameless and could not find him guilty. And yet it was us, us that asked to execute and crucify Jesus. It was the crowds of people that pled with Pontius Pilate to execute him. And Jesus went to that willingly as a sacrifice for each and every one of us. He allowed himself to be spat on, to be mocked, to be beaten, because he was willing to die for us. And when he was eventually on that cross, he said, Father, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he may have said that to the Roman soldiers, but he was also saying that to each and every one of us. He was saying that to you. Father, forgive him, for he knows not what he does. He was saying that to you. Father, forgive her, for he, she knows not what she does. She, he was saying that to every single person 
from the beginning of time to the end of time, so long as you would turn and believe in what he does for us. And he would find you worthy of that forgiveness, of that acceptance. And to prove that he could forgive and that he was power over life and death, he did something amazing. Three days after his body was dead, buried in a tomb, and rotting away, he restored it to life. And he walked out of that tomb completely restored. And there was nothing left in that tomb. No empty, no body there. It's just an empty tomb. That's why there's no body hanging on that cross. Because Jesus is alive today. If you would just turn and believe, then what he will do for you is he will help to recover from everything that we have done in our lives, everything that we have ever done. Those chains are heavy, and he will take them, and he will break them, and he will help you just like any physical therapist would to stand back up, to get walking, and to recover, and to help you pursue God's design for your life. And it is the most amazing thing that anybody could ever do for us. And Jesus did it all. Jesus paid that price for us on that cross. That is what Jesus can do. And the most amazing thing is he didn't just do it for his fellow Jews. He did it for the entire world. Ruth 2.12 has something amazing to say. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. If you would come to take refuge under God's wings, he will give you that refuge. He will protect you from all that you have done in your past. And he will help to restore you and to help you. Naomi said that to Ruth when she turned away from all of the gods that she used to worship. And she chose to worship the God of Israel, the God of Jacob and Abraham and Isaac, the God of Naomi, of Mary and Eve. And honestly, there are so many things that we can do. But if we don't get out there, and if we don't get out there to share the gospel, then those who have chains around their hearts will never find that recovery. And Ecclesiastes 11.4 has this warning for us. He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. So equip yourselves and find the gospel within your heart to share it 
with those who need it. And if the gospel message moved you today, then your next step would be to find what God gave us next. The shepherds. Now, we have our shepherd here. We have Pastor Ken. And he has been a good shepherd. Those who instruct us in the way of living a godly life. That is what a shepherd does. He helps, they help us to find where God wants us to lead our lives and help us to get back on that mark. And that is a great place to start. It really and truly is. And honestly, though, any one of us can be equipped to shepherd sometimes. How many times has a friend come to you just looking for a shoulder to cry on because they don't feel comfortable going to somebody else? So sometimes you need to turn to somebody who is a better shepherd than you and go, hey, I am struggling. I need help helping a friend. And this is why Ephesians tells us that God has given us all of these people to equip us for ministry. Because God is calling each and every one of us to minister in our lives. That call may be a grand call. It may be a grand call to be a minister a missionary. It may be a grand call to, to start a ministry of your own. Or it may just be, hey, do you remember your friend who's struggling? You need to reach out to them right now. You need to call them today. And that may be your call that you have to answer. And you may need help. So find those who will equip you to help with that ministry. And God also gave us teachers to help with that as well. Those who will teach what the Bible says on certain subjects and doctrines. Because sometimes in those times when we are ministering to people, they may bring something up that we struggle with as well. And we need to turn to those who have a better understanding of the Bible to be like, hey, Help me out with this so I can go help somebody else out. And if you, again, have heard the gospel for the first time and want to turn to Jesus, find that teacher. Find somebody who knows what the Bible says and get in it because that is how we communicate with God and with Jesus. When we are in the word Jesus will talk with us and he will answer every single time. No matter what we are struggling with, no matter what it is, Jesus answers. Now, sometimes those answers may not be what we want to hear. Sometimes they may not be in the time that we want them to be at. But the answer always comes because God is listening. He is an active God. 
What I want to do right now is I want to invite the band up. I asked you all an important question in the beginning. Who are you answering a call from today? Right here, right now, you have a chance and the opportunity to answer the call from Jesus, no matter what it may have been. He is asking you to believe in what he did for you, to believe that you are worthy of the forgiveness that he gives each and every one of us, to believe that you are worthy of entering heaven, no matter what you may have done in your life, so long as you just believe Jesus. If you feel the weight of the chains that are around your heart, now is the time to give them to him and let him break them. Don't let yourself walk out of this room without answering that call if you can hear him today because he is telling you how much he loves you. He is telling you right now how much he loves you and cares for you and wants you to be free. Let him set you free. And if you are feeling the call from Jesus to become equipped to ministry, I want you to come and answer that right now too. You are being called right now too. And you have to answer, who are you answering a call from today as well? Are you going to let Jesus lead you to equip you to minister to your friends and family? to your neighborhood? Or do you feel like he is right now calling you to a higher purpose? Don't let that call go unanswered. Allow yourself to become equipped. Whether you are ready to be equipped or you are ready to be set free, I invite you up right now. Come forward and accept the call from Jesus. I'm going to be right down here, and I want you to come up. I'm asking Pastor Ken to come and help me out here, and he is going to be over here as well to pray with you and help you to answer that call no matter what it is. Don't be shy. Just come up and form a line. If one forms, then our deacons and our other leaders like Abdu will come up, and they will help to pray with you to accept whatever call you are feeling from Jesus today. As the band plays this final song, just listen to what it means. Listen to what the call is from Jesus as you feel it in your lives. And just come up and accept whatever it is that Jesus is calling you to right now.